Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we introduce you to the Zechariah Perspective. This is a six-hour audio CD series that I have put together on the study of Zechariah. Zechariah was quite an interesting person with a great prophetic ministry. We talk about the fulfillment of the feast in the book of Zechariah as we look at Jesus Christ, who will be the one, the focus of these feasts, and they will be fulfilled. The anointed king rejected, and then the rejected king anointed. Well, that's just some of the information you gleaned from this study of Zechariah. It's a six-hour CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. We have an introduction to this study we'd like for you to listen to, and then I'll tell you after you have listened to these next few moments how you can get your own personal copy. We'll do that in just a moment, but right now here's the introduction to the Zechariah perspective. Anyway, that's the book of Haggai. Now look over to Zechariah. Let's get to Zechariah, and let's start to study. This is a bit of a background. He's a contemporary. He, uh, he's coming out of the Babylonian captivity. He's now going to be responsible for exhorting the Jewish people to build the temple. Look here in chapter 1, verse 1. And in the eighth month of the second year of Darius came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Barakah, the son of Edo the prophet. And then he starts to say to them in chapter 1. In chapter 1 he says, look, you people are just like your fathers. You didn't pay attention in, during the time of your fathers to the prophets that were raised up. Now your fathers are gone, those prophets are gone. My word is still true. And I'm telling you, you've got a responsibility. And he's going to start to get their attention by coming on with an exhortation to pay attention to the Word of God. And this is given to him, this first bit of information is given to him in the first couple of verses. But there's something really interesting in the titles of the, uh, the names of the, the prophet, his father, and his grandfather. Look here what it says in verse 1. He raises up a man, the word came unto Zechariah, the son of Barakah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying. You know what Zechariah means? Zechariah in the Hebrew means God remembers. Jehovah remembers. That's what Zechariah means. You know what Re uh, Berechah means, his father? Jehovah blesses. You know what his grandfather's name, Edo, means? At the appointed time. Isn't that interesting? That little trio says, Jehovah remembers. What does he remember? He remembers the covenants he gave to the Jewish people. He remembered here his responsibility. Somebody said the other day, well, God is finished with the Jewish people. Hey, if God is finished with the Jewish people, he never started with me. Because if he can break a promise to the Jew, I can't believe any promise he ever made to me. He has to fulfill the promise he made to the Jewish people. And that's what Zechariah's name says. Zechariah, Jehovah remembers. Barakah, not only does he remember, he's promised to bless the Jewish people. Jehovah blesses. And then his grandfather's name enters into the whole scenario of what's going to happen. 
Edo, which means he not only remembers, he not only blesses, but he does it at the appointed time. And that's what Zechariah is giving us, the information of the appointed time when God will remember and God will bless the Jewish people as he's promised to do. And we, 2,500 years after the fact, are able to get a message. I mean, I don't know if this turns you on or not, but it gets me excited. 2,500 years after the fact, God has given us the information to tell us when that appointed time is about to be. When he's going to remember and he's going to bless those he's promised to do that to. Boy, that's just the first verse. And look how exciting it is already. Now, uh, let let me tell you what I'm going to do. And let me just, I I love, uh, one of my favorite Bible teachers is Dr. John DeBryan. In fact, I uh, do Prophetic Perspective, uh, which is one of the daily programs that he does every week. He gives me one of his uh, days to do the program. He is a master of telling you what he's going to tell you, what he's told you, and then he tells you in the middle. I'm going to endeavor to tell you what I'm going to tell you and then and go through the week and tell you what I've just told you I'm going to tell you that's going to happen here. In the, did you get that? In the book of Zechariah. The book of Zechariah is basically divided into three parts. The book of Zechariah is divided into eight visions. Now, somebody say there are nine or ten visions. Well, you can go ahead and disagree with me if you want to and be wrong. There are eight visions in the book of Zechariah, and that's the first six chapters of the book of Zechariah. The eight visions, we'll look quickly through them in just a moment. Then there are four messages. That's chapters 7 and 8. Zechariah, two years after he has the visions, the eight visions, God gives him two messages. Excuse me, four messages in two chapters, chapters 7 and 8. There's a uniqueness in the relationship between the last three feasts of the seven feasts of Israel, which we'll develop and look at there. Third thing, that uh, the third portion of the book of Zechariah will be two prophecies. And those two prophecies are divided over six chapters. The first prophecy will will be the prophecy of the anointed king rejected. The anointed king rejected. That's chapters 9, 10, and 11. The anointed, chapter 9, king, chapter 10, rejected, chapter 11. Messianic prophecies. Remember I told you Zechariah is only second to Isaiah in prophetic teaching of the coming Messiah. Then we have in 9, 10, and 11, an anointed king rejected. In chapters 12, 13, and 14, the second prophecy that Zechariah gets, we're going to see a rejected king anointed. In chapter 12, rejected. They shall look upon him who they have pierced. In chapter 10, uh, chapter 13, the king will look at that. And chapter 14, anointed. The one that sets up in the temple in the city of Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And so you see the three divisions. Chapters 1 to 6 will be eight visions. Chapter 7 and 8, four messages. And chapters 9 to 14 will be the two prophecies that are going to come forth. With that division, let me look through quickly with you 
um, and, and just show you where they are, the visions. We'll go down quickly through them, and let me just show you something. Look in chapter 1 and verse 7. The first one comes, and it's a man on a red horse, and he's riding among the myrtle trees, and he's probably in the Kidron Valley. We're going to find who the red-horsed rider is when we study through. Then look over in verse 18 of chapter 1. We see the four horns and the four carpenters in verse 20. Now, I'm using the King James Bible, and so I may have a different terminology, but we're basically talking about the same thing. If you have four craftsmen or whatever, it's the four horns in verse 18 and the four carpenters in verse 20. And we're going to see that they represent the Gentile world, which we're going to be studying as we go through. Chapter 2, a man a surveyor with a measuring line who's going to measure the city of Jerusalem. Chapter 3, Yeshua, or Joshua. He is going to be a vision that Zechariah receives from God and gives to the people and gives us information. Chapter 4, uh, we're going to see that Israel is going to become the light of the nation, a candlestick and two olive trees. Chapter 5, we'll see a flying scroll or a flying roll, which is the same size of the holy place in the tabernacle. Chapter 5 and uh, verse 7, we'll see uh, a woman seated in an ephah, which is kind of like a bushel basket or a barrel. And we're going to see the prophecy when two birds, two storks, two dirty birds come out and start to fly this lady. And it's going to be interesting to find out where they take this lady to, where it's going to have some very interesting uh, ramifications as it relates to the book of Revelation chapter 18. Chapter 6, the final, the eighth vision, he sees four chariots coming out from two mountains as they come out, and we're going to see what happens there. In chapter 7 and 8, of course, in chapter 9, 10, 11, and 12, we see the four messages and the four prophecies. You've been listening to the Zechariah Perspective. It was an introduction to the six-hour series, a CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. This is one of the key books in Bible prophecy. It's an apocalyptic literature type book. God will use symbols to communicate an absolute truth. But it reveals what will be happening in the last days, especially Zechariah chapters 12, 13, and 14. If you'd like to get your copy of this six-hour CD audio series on Zechariah, you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to the shopping mall, and they'll tell you how you can order your copy. But if you would like to call instead, we have a toll-free number for you to call, 877-674-3298. Toll-free from across America. Once again, that's 877-674-3298. May I suggest as quickly as possible, you get your copy of The Zechariah Perspective, this six-hour CD audio series on the book of Zechariah. By the way, as you study through the book of Zechariah, you'll be aware of the fact that the rapture of the church is about to happen. In fact, it could happen before I conclude this conversation with you. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...